For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 8.15, Court is Now in Session, where we are covering the novel Grave Peril. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hi. Chapter 29. Court has begun, and the guests receive their gifts from Bianca. Dresden is presented with a tombstone, along with threats to his life and his friends. Leah is presented with a gift, but has a surprise gift in kind, Amarachius. Bianca then presents the blade to Mavra, along with Lydia, which they plan to unmake the sword using the blood of an innocent. Dresden can no longer stand by and makes a stand. Vampire Court has just begun and Dresden is experiencing very visceral fear at this point. He goes through this long description of the different types of fear. of flavors and textures and yeah... So, yeah, silvery fear, lightning, coppery, and uh, that's what he felt. Horrible clutching tension that left the coppery flavor of blood on my tongue. Fear of the creatures in the darkness around me, my own weakness, the stolen power of the nightmare had torn for me, and fear for those around me, the folks who didn't have the power I had, for Susan, for Michael, for all the young people, da 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 So, yeah. Yeah, he's feeling uh, out of control. <laughs> like, well, crap. Yeah, so what little advantage they may or may not have had and first sort of coming in and mingling around and poking around and then wanting to get the hell out of Dodge, now they can't. No. So, and now they feel very much, I mean, again, I'm sure, again, I mean, just the way they says, you know, she quietly closed the, Mauber quietly closes the doors, but with like an ominous boom, <laughs> you know, so it's like, we've all seen that part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right, so you can just imagine however you, you know, the lights have suddenly gone down, everything's got quiet, the boom, like, you're locked in, right? Now you're just, like, quietly surrounded by all this, like, quietly mocking, laughing vampires, like, just the creep factors yeah. just, right, playing on every I think I'd be afraid, too. But yeah. <laughs> right, like, everything both real and imagined, they're just like, let me just bring it all out here for you and just live up to every expectation you may or may not have ever had about. <laughs> I was going to say, I came home yesterday and realized that I'd completely left the door open. And so I went and checked every room to be like, killer, killer, killer. Okay, good. Actively knowing you're in a room with a couple hundred vampires. Like, it's gotta be. It's not like, like the fact that they like are starting to get afraid. Like I have been dying. I would have been dying the second I walked into that room. Yeah. <laughs> like when you got there. Right? I'd have been exactly. shaking the whole time. There'd be no fear to build up. I'd be in mass <laughs> right? It's like there wouldn't From have been the any get-go. snarky <laughs> comebacks. There would have just been like... Right? Well, I have to say to you, like, I just read a thing, and they're like, for all those people that, like, you know, go ahead and, like, check behind the shower curtain for a killer, before, like, what are you going to do when there is one? <laughs> I, like, I sort of thought maybe that's where your story was going. And you're like, I check all these rooms. Like, I'm not going to do anything if I walk in and there's a killer, there's a killer, and I'm dead. But I still walk into the room and check. <laughs> I just, I would rather Wait. know while I'm on my feet than when I'm, like, laying on my back in bed. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Just meet, meet it face to face instead of just yeah, having exactly. it. I'd rather jump out at it than it jump out at me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, yeah. So, not in a, not in a good place. <laughs> yeah. Dresden grasps at reason to, to steal his nerves. He like he, he, What he does is he goes through and examines all the facts thus far. Mm-hmm. 
So first when he figures out somebody's engineering the, the uprising of the dead, allowing the nightmare to come after him and, and uh, Michael, mm-hmm. and it, that it's likely Mavra. Mm-hmm. And that um, whoever's controlling the nightmare, uh, either Mavra or Bianca, at any given time, uh, was using the nightmare to take personal shots at Michael and Dresden. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it hasn't come after them at sundown as expected. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the monsters were still playing by the, the hospitality rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Justin suddenly realizes what the fuck is going on. I hate it when I figure it out too late. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't we all. But he has taken out, so just before this too, when things are so, so he's got his sword cane. So he, he takes the sword out of the cane. <laughs> so he's got at least, he's got his sword in the one hand and he flips around like the cane sheath. So he's got that as like his substitute blasting rod slash staff, whichever it's supposed to be. Oh, I didn't think feel- he took it out yet. I think he, I thought he was just like clutching at it. I thought he, no, I thought he Because I think he does that it. later when he yeah, t- makes a stand. He gripped the cane, but that's oh, still this a cane. Oh, this is still the cane. Oh, okay, sorry. This is just, yeah. But he just does this describe is, He just it. brings it out again, right? He's like, I grip my cane with both hands, a sword cane, one of the, yeah, Jack the Ripper England, not some knockoff. Okay, so I was thinking this is where he, okay, no, you're right. Never mind. Still just a cane. Okay, so Nothing he's still just hanging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's just hanging on to it for real life at this yeah. point. just making him feel better. Like, okay, I have something. I have a stick in my hand. Um, but listen, here's the thing. Like, sure, a sword is a sword is a sword, but also, a sword that fits inside of a cane is like a fencing sword. Yeah. You can still do damage, but like... Yeah, it's not it's no Amaraki. Like, it ain't know, no like, big-ass crusader-style broadsword. Yeah, if you broad can sword, a blade within a Anything that will pass for wood, a cane. Like, yeah, I'm just like, only so big, you know, can, yeah. Yeah, a cane is only going to be so large. Yeah, like, like, you know? I mean, he does enchant it, so... Yeah, but still, Justin not doesn't like, do the bigger on the outside thing. Yeah, he, yeah, stuff mostly. He doesn't. He doesn't really do a lot of dimension pockets here. No mm-hmm. bag of holding. No, no. Hermione's purse. Amber <laughs> <laughs> vault. Fair, fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not yet, anyways. Um, yeah. So I mean, again, yeah. As opposed to where a fencing sword is meant to be bendy and not. I mean, yeah, it's gonna have some. But again, it's yeah, like you say, only so big and thick this can be. Which I suppose is better than nothing. But so. yeah, well, yeah, I mean, absolutely, right? It's it's better. Um, like I say, he's got something there. But I was going to say the other thing he points out too is that Bianca has like started up a speech while he's going this, so she gets up to address the audience, right. and this is when he starts sort of trying to calm himself down and go through the facts, and uh, and he's like, "crap," and Dresden's like, "shut up, Dresden! <laughs> like you're making them look at us." <laughs> <laughs> and, and Michael's like Harry, and he's like, ah, the jig is up. <laughs> he's like, I figured it out. And he's like, well, bully. Well, he tried to. He tries to sort of conceive of a way to get out of the courtyard, but they can't because it is, as we said before, an insult to to vampires. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they 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 take retaliation immediately if they tried to because of, of the insult. That would yeah, that would be as good as as throwing the first punch. Be yeah. the same. They can't wait it out either because they, that somebody is bound to try to do something to mm-hmm. get them to show to yeah fight and like I sort of again maybe it's just because I'm reading it more broken up like if I'd sort of started back at the beginning and read through to this point again but again it's this seemed to me a bit like you know how Jess you were saying before with the whole like all of a sudden it was just Bianca <laughs> like you know you're like you suddenly. That's it. I'm like, because it feels like the facts he lays out that that you just Tanzan, you know, said to us. You know, he's like, someone's been engineering the uprising of the dead. The nightmare was out together. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. I surrounded by monsters. 
Oh my god. And then you jump to like Vlad Tepesh with the whole like I'm like, how do you get that that's exactly what's happening here? Because I'm like, Mavra is supposedly an ally. Faravax is supposedly an ally. So sure, you don't like me and you don't like Thomas, but I mean like, you know, obviously there's presumably other guests that we have not been introduced to one way or the other. You know what I mean? But I'm like, so you've got a couple of people that are your allies and a couple of people that you don't like and you're just going to take out every, like, I get it, but it almost seems, like, I guess it's it's directed more towards, like, him and Thomas and things. Yeah. It just seems like, well, I mean, to be fair enough, if she could get rid of Fairfax and Mava right now, I'm sure she would, but that's a little bit, you know, and uh, Leanne, she'd... Leanne, yeah, yeah, Lee is there but in the hole. whatever, like, point is, though, is that, like, I find, like, the facts that he did just put together, like, he, he already knew them as well. Like, it's not like he learned enough at this party yet to have the whole, like, light bulb moment either. Like, yeah, he, he could have had that earlier in the More day, just, you know? Like, yeah, like there really wasn't, like, wasn't enough that happened at this party. Wasn't sort of anything that, new that he added to that right? line of reasoning right there yet. Like, it well, just we, took him to this point see, to think, like, yeah, he I, got the Maverick puzzle piece, yeah. but he even acknowledges in the thing, he's like, either Maverick's doing it or Maverick's teaching Bianca to do it. Either way, same results. Which, like, you already thought already, it was Bianca. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's like... Okay. It's just not like he can't like he even says at the beginning of this party he, and Michael's like well, what if it's not Bianca he's like don't go there like we're already like you know <laughs> yeah, like, it has to be I don't so have I, anyone else to bring in and then he yeah. says he's like whether or not it's Mavra or Mavra teaching Bianca same results either way so it really like you could have come to this conclusion because you were already going off the assumption it was Bianca so even if it wasn't Bianca like you've got a placeholder either way yeah. you know and so it's, it's like again maybe this is like you've said before that Harry always leaves like one clue out you know so I'm like again yeah, maybe yeah. he's done this little processing that we're not privy yeah. to yet that is making it click for him but it's kind of like uh, yeah. again usually at this point it feels like he's still you know usually you know when he's because he'll be like I then went out and ran an errand that I'm not going to tell you about and you're yeah. like okay skip right you and then go, you, yeah. you know so you know what part you're right but so far, the only thing he did off scene was going by a vampire costume. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, right. So it's like, yeah. So this is the thing, right? Where I'm just like, again, I just, again, maybe it's because it's sort of you know more broken up, and I'm reading it in bits and pieces. But it felt a little bit like, I again, I'm not following as long with you here. Like, yeah, obviously, this one just we get this almost is a, a bit jumpy. Yeah, it's like we get this is a setup. Obviously, shit's going down. I just the way that you've laid it out is, yeah. I don't know quite that I read it the same or would have come to the same. Yeah. Whatever, but um, but yeah, but basically, anyways, yeah, good right? reminder he's, he's doing like, all of this in a powder blue suit, yeah. yeah with, I mean, <laughs> he's so still great. drugged, he's still missing power, he's still scared out of his mind. I suppose the fact that he's got any reason at all is um, fair enough, yeah. Maybe all of this jumping to conclusions is just like, yeah, buddy's really not operating, he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, wait, like, does that make sense? Let's just go with it. I don't remember, like, right. You know. But, um, so, yeah, so, again, like they've been saying all along, it's like, we really need to get out of here. It's like, well, we've been saying that almost <laughs> since we got here. We just keep talking each other out of it for various reasons. But we all agree now that it's time to go. Um, and so this is when Michael figures. So, yeah, so they're like, okay, well, now, however they came to it, whether it makes sense or not, Harry's like, they're provoking us into something. Like, you know, if I just fucked off and not come, like they were kind of... They would have done their stuff and dealt with me somehow, somewhere, later, whatever. But now that we did show up, they're going to play the hand. They're going to take their shot at me. Like, that's no longer a, a, a maybe. That's a definitely. It's not an if. It's a when. Um, right? And so Michael's like, okay, crap. We're fucked. Um, and they're like, we got to uh, get out of here. And then Michael's like, well, they blocked all the exits now. <laughs> it's like, well. I will say. Two second window. That this, this shows how unconfident they are. Because if they were confident that they could kill 
Leah and Thomas and whoever else oh, the is an enemy in there, yeah, then they wouldn't have a problem making a move on Harry because there'd be no one to report that they'd broken the law. They could just lie. Yeah. So, like, this shows, like, they're not confident that, like, Leah won't get out and well, lab and on I, them, you know? Yeah, and again, I mean, I don't think, like, like she's trying to move up the ranks here, but yeah. Bianca is still not anywhere near powerful enough to... But still, if, if Farivax like, doesn't give a shit and he's not going to blab because he's like, I literally don't give a fuck what you guys do. You're all way beneath me. That doesn't... Why would I report some Maybe. random dude dying, right? Mm-hmm. And if Mavra's on team Bianca, then she's not going to report that Bianca broke the laws. But Leah, who can, you know, she wins, 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 no matter what. If Leah can make it out of this, she might as well report that they broke the law because she'll get something out of it no matter what, right? Mm. So they must be confident that they can't offer Leah anything or they can't take Leah or they think they're going to try, but they might not be, you know, or whatever, right? Or they think that they can't take Thomas or the White Court or, like, for whatever reason, they're, like, they're not confident 100% in their own abilities because if they were, they'd just kill Harry, Susan, and Thomas and be like, no one's going to fucking blab on us. Because everyone here is Team Monster, right? Yeah, I guess to a point, but I think... I think that is the thing, is that I think the laws that they're, right, is that they do have to be careful around them, because... Okay, it could, I guess it could, it could like, break okay. Bianca's power. Yeah. she doesn't like hold what, up her bargain. Yeah. I suppose that. She doesn't hold up her host I was going to say, I feel like there's sort of maybe more supernatural... I mean, again, it's a little bit hard to say, because sometimes it seems like they're aware of everything, and sometimes it's like, well, shit's happening that you're not... I mean, like, like... <laughs> Thanos and the Eternals or whatever you were saying you know it's like we were meant to stop all the deviants and it's like but he was a deviant so how did he kill the world you know and it was like oh whoops <laughs> you know like forget about it, forget about it, forget about it yeah maybe it's kind of one of those things that's like when it seems convenient it's like they seem to find out but when it's not then they can because yeah I mean again I wasn't thinking it in those terms I was thinking that mostly it's allies and things and yeah she wouldn't definitely would be trying to take out Leah and that but then yeah why they would care whether she took out Harry or not but I feel like, yeah, there's probably a lot more buttoning down things and having to stick to the letter or rather than the spirit. And I sort of get what you're saying, but I also, I don't know. I just like, I understand the fear of Mab, but I also feel like, you know, Mab's not, you know, all seeing, you know. If she, if she wants to see, she can. But that's, yeah. But it's not like I, omnipresent, well, okay, like God. But I, I guess that's the thing, though, is that you never sort of know. No. How do you yeah. know when you're being watched or not? And where do you take the chances of? I just feel like if I, think, I was in a room with all of my allies... I would you'd more kill confident. them all anyways, just well, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's what I just, I keep feeling like that's what you're, she's like, well, she could just kill Fairfax, she could just kill Mars, she could just kill Leon. I'm like, but she doesn't need to or want to. If I was in a room where the majority of them were my allies, I would feel a lot more confident to kill my enemies and get yeah. away with it, right? Yes. Your best and, friend's not going to tattle on you, right? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. that's why I feel like, you know. There's a little bit of that, but if I you guess. think there's just like Mab's gonna be like, I think I think part of it in Thomas's contract is all singed. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think part of it in Thomas's case is that she doesn't really. I mean, he's um, it'd kind of be like a two for a gimme, a bogo. I don't know. You know, she's like she wants to get rid of him. Like yeah, it's kind of insulting that he's there and whatever. But Thomas isn't really, she doesn't need to kill Thomas or anything like that. She's just like, that was just rude that they sent you instead of your dad or whatever, right? So, I mean, like, the dad could be, Lord Wraith could be either an ally or an enemy, you know. (laughs) But Thomas is just kind of like, uh, right? So, I'm like, again, that's just more like, if shit just goes down the drain and he somehow ends up on the fringe of something happening, oops, oh well. But really, other than that, Harry, you know, seems to be the only one, like, Harry and Michael seem to be the only ones that she would specifically 
So I can see that way that, yeah, yeah it's, I don't know. But I don't anyways, know. Anyways, whatever. Anyways, nice. It all goes, yeah. It's all a whole big whatever. Bianca ends her speech and begins to acknowledge the guests. Spotlights hitting each of them. And she begins giving her gifts. Which is, honestly, this is one of, like, the most iconic moments in the entire series. Yeah. Bianca's this, this, gift giving. Like, this, this would be is, a good cinematic. This is one of the top scene. tier moments from the entire series. Like, there's a couple up there, and this is just one of the yeah. absolute best, best, best. <laughs> so, yeah, there's still figuring out if they can, like, punch their way through <laughs> and who they can hold off or not between Michael and Harry. Yeah, they decide and that a distraction is their best bet. Yeah, and Michael's like, happy, yeah, you're right, probably better running. at that. And, yeah. They really ran out of time, though, be- before the spotlights <laughs> I know. sort of killed that momentum. Well, yeah, because Michael's like, we can't leave all these other, and Harry's like, we can't grab everybody and go, too. And Michael's like, but I can't, like, that's my oath and sworn duty and whatever. I can't just leave them. And so, yeah, I love how they're having, like, this whole big, like, planning session and, like, I will be honest, Bianca's just droning on and on with, I'm so fabulous. Thank you for coming to my party where I got promoted to Grand Margarine or whatever the fuck. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, nobody listens to the speeches. <laughs> Not even at monster parties. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Harry figures she'll have a plan and a backup plan and a backup backup plan in case the backup plan doesn't work. So no matter what they do. So she finally, yeah, and she, um, I think is it Faravax she? Yeah, Faravax gets a small cask. Yeah, which we don't, yeah, they don't. Sparkly. Yeah, so I was wondering if it's a gem, like, do do dragons hoard treasure in in this lore as well? I think it's, oh yeah, for sure. I think that's just like, I think that's a pretty standard across the board dragon trait. Mm -hmm. Here's a big giant gem. But I'm thinking it's also got to be something like super mystical magical as well, because I'm like, there's no way he just got like a giant diamond or something. Like, here's the pink panther. I feel like like, it's got to come up later, yeah. Yeah, there's something... Because yeah. it, it's well established. Every single person we meet at this party plays a major role in the series. It's everyone you meet in this book. Everyone who meets, everyone who Harry meets at the party has a huge role Kyle and throughout the series. He doesn't meet them at the party. I know. <laughs> but point is, is that they might, it might not be soon, but at some point, every yeah. single person he met at this party makes a return and they all have a huge role to play. Well, obviously, we've so, only, right? they've only name dropped a couple of people and they're all big people. Yeah. They're like, all, what, the well, only yeah, dragon yeah. in existence just happens to be here. So yeah. You so, might, yeah. Mm, okay. And, uh, on top of that, um, the only gift that we don't know about is Faravax's gift. We know every single other gift that gets presented at this party, which is we why... We don't really know what Leah what Leah gets. What we learn later on we, we in the series. Okay, I'm saying, well, we might learn later on. What well, that's what I'm saying, though, is that, like, with that, our yeah, knowledge we, we have now, is that it's it's coming, you know, like, as we... Yes. You know, I don't think it's just a throwaway gem, you know. I think it'll be oh, no. important to the series at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think definitely for anything to be worthwhile to Ferrovax mm-hmm. would have to be, like, on a huge scale. Um, so yeah, something about so yeah. So he gets something shiny box. Very big drag box. Quite gleams with shines and yeah, yeah. Especially in this age of poppers, it's fine. So <laughs> Thomas is called up next. Yeah. He asks Dresden to stand with Justine while he accepts his gift. Mm-hmm. Which I get, but I'm like, weren't you already? You already asked if you could come over. So I'm like, I get that you are leaving now, but it was just it almost seemed like a redundant sort of request. <laughs> He's just like, can we stand come closer? Just, yeah. <laughs> Make sure they know that she's now with your part of the group. <laughs> now that I'm stepping away. We get a, we get a bit of information from, from Justine at this point. It's, it's Justine! Pretty, she spills the beans. Yeah. She, she Hello, does a, woman. 
She does a little finagling, wheeling, dealing design. Doesn't waste a second to do it either. No. <laughs> <laughs> second she's she gets next to Harry, she's like, all right, bitch, let's drop some lore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she hates him. They all hate him. So, what? Yes. So I this didn't is... even say hi to you. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, what's, the, like, um, um, what, like that scene in the office when Dwight is just like standing there and then like, I think it's Angela comes up behind him. He's like, Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah. right? and just, like Harry's just standing there and Justin's like, they all hate him. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> come from. Uh, yeah, exactly. So this is where we get a little explanation here that we were talking about before that, um, yeah, they invited Lord Wraith from the White Court because he's who rules that section. And he couldn't be bothered to come. He sent his bastard son that he doesn't really like. And nobody <laughs> the takes seriously. Of the, court. <laughs> the lowest of the court. Like, nobody in court takes him seriously. And, and, um, it was just kind of funny that she calls him, like, his bastard son. I'm like, aren't, like, all his kids, like, his yeah. bastard children? <laughs> but apparently. Literally. Again, um, just in case, I guess we'll find out more about them all later. But yeah, whatever. Um,. Um, yeah. But yeah, but it says oh yeah, Bianca wanted her because she's young and pretty and whatever, and Bianca wanted her for because that's how Bianca rose to fame and power was at the as the madam of Chicago. But um, Thomas got there Thomas first. Got there first, and won't share. So Bianca's all pissy that he got the pretty first. Yeah, Bianca holds a grudge that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and just for that, she calls him a poacher and stuff like that. So he's like, is that why you stay with him? Like, you feel it's your fault that he has enemies because, you know, all this from Bianca and stuff like that. And she's like, you wouldn't understand. So apparently she's got some other things going on. Harry tries to do the whole, she's like, he's a vampire. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to stay with your abusive boyfriend, even though he (laughs) says he loves you. Like, you have options. You can leave. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Like, it's more than that. He's, he's like, he's eating you. And she's like, no, 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 no. He does, you know. There's benefits to me that you wouldn't know about or understand, and that's yeah. not how yeah, it is. Tells him that she doesn't need to be rescued. Like, yeah, she like it stands like, around on yeah, that Yeah, right, kind of plays the metaphor, but it's like, no, that's that's not the deal. I'm fine. I want to be here. And he's like, okay. And she's like, but you can't do something for me, you know? And he's like... You can't rescue me, but you can rescue me and Thomas. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what? And, uh, and he's like, he's like, you showed up in a limo and you want to ride home with me? She's like, don't be quiet. Like, being a dickhead. Like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he does eventually agree. He does. Well, well she uh, sort of tricks him into it, really. She blackmails him. Yeah. 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 Basically, yeah. She's like, I know what you were talking about. And he's like, fuck, you're not human either. And she's like, I'm perfectly human. I just know how to read lips. Yeah. So I know that entire conversation you all just had about getting your asses out of here and trying to escape and getting away from whoever and whatever. So either you help us out and take us with you because she hates him and she'll, again, just as much as this is an excuse to come down on you, if it happens, Thomas is just an extra bonus. She'll gladly, you know, let him get trampled in the stampede. You know, he's not the direct hit, but... Um, win, win, win. But win, 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 right? So Which is good. Like, this is a good win, win, win for Justine, too, because either she can be the hero and tell Bianca about Harry's master plan, or Harry can serve, save her. So either way, Justine's going to well, come out of this Well, this is her point, well. right? right? This is exactly. She's like, well, you can help me, otherwise I'll sell you out to Bianca. Yeah. This and is he's like, like you wouldn't dare. Worst she's game like, of poker. Like, Harry just, like, ugh. showed up to, like, a master's game where everyone's got eight billion chips at their spot, and Harry's like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Whoa, he's, he's playing to bring money to this shit. He's playing checkers and everyone else is playing chess. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, exactly. So he's like, well, you can do that. And he's like, it's not my business. It's not my problem, you know? And she's like, well, I'll rat you out. And he's like, are you threatening me? She's like, look, I don't want to. And I do get that. Like, again, he think he does a good job of, because it is a tricky situation. You could just be like, fuck you, you bitch. But Justine remains sympathetic to us. You know, you're kind of like, yeah, Dresden, just help him out, right? So she's like, I will throw you under the bus if I have to, but that's not my first choice. I would much prefer to ally with you and you guys work together, help us out, get out of here, all of us in one piece. She's like, but if not, looking out for number one, mine and Thomas's skin is priority. And if you won't help us and I will do what I have I will to, help myself. to <laughs> I will help myself and I, yeah, I will make you the distraction so that we can get away or whatever if you need to. So he's like, oh my gosh. Right, because she's like, otherwise, yeah, because he's like, that's a lie. She's like, it's an exaggeration. But she's like, either, you know, you help us out or, you know, she's like, she'll kill him. I'm whatever pet whore. Do you want to live with that? And he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, I wouldn't let that happen to you. And again, one of those, as soon as I said it, realized I said it out loud and I realized it was true. And I'm like, oh, man. So, yeah, then she's like, really? Oh, you really mean that, don't you? He's like, fuck me. (laughs) So yeah, Justine does a good flipping back and forth between, you know, the young Gennison Ranjineau and the, I will twist your fucking arms far behind your back if I have to. She's got a decent concept of how to manipulate power. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's like, again, he makes a a joke, you know, he's like, I'm going to need like a receptionist to start keeping track. He's like, me and Michael and Susan and Thomas and Justine and fuck, (laughs) like, just keeps... Thomas does return from the dais and was given a condo in Hawaii with only one airline ticket for tonight and suggested yeah. a suggestion to leave Leaves Chicago like permanently. A couple hours, like a one-way single ticket. He's like, oh, Justin's like, it was not nice of her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Thomas is like, great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and he also... Could have really used that in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, so yeah, so he kind of takes... Justine back or whatever and then uh, and then he knows and he's like okay we'll just stay out stay close and we'll get out of here and Thomas is like wait what he's like Justine <laughs> like I just like what he's like ugh so yeah so obviously you know Justine had expressed some concerns beforehand or at some point during the party and like oh hey maybe we should you know get this guy and he was like no 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 like we're not gonna mix it up don't bring it into it yeah. he does apologize for the imposition but he does ex- still thank him for yeah for and he takes that moment to make him. yeah he's like drops it for a second and is like make sure it's genuine right he's like I, I thank you yeah. <laughs> you know so Makes yeah. you really like the character of Thomas Again, quite a bit more yeah, already. Like, right? It really like, sets I, him up nicely. That reluctance. He's like, oh, I don't want to be asking for help. I don't want to get in more than I need to. But, yeah, you know what? This is, I, I am kind of in a bad place here. So No time for that, Thomas. This, We've got more yeah, gifts to give. So she already did it. So let's just, fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's all set up. So then, yeah. Then, oh, Mr. Harry Dresden. <laughs> yes. Old and esteemed acquaintance and Wizard of the White Council, please come forward so that I can give you something of what I've been longing to for so long. <laughs> Again, all that subtle. <laughs> I do like the moment. Oh, Harry Dresden, I had looked forward to seeing you tonight. You are a very handsome man, after all, but you look utterly ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> nice little reminder that he's in that vampire outfit. In that like, cheesy yes. vampire costume. He's like, thanks. And then he just cuts straight to it, right? She's like, oh, you look ridiculous. He's like, thanks. So how are you going to kill me? <laughs> straight to the point. He's like, just at this point, why bother? And so, yes, yeah, so we bring up Paula slash Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> 
again. Um, so yeah, and I think Harry's got a fair, like, I'm sure Harry being Harry does carry some guilt over this to begin with. But she's like, oh, you remember Paula? And he's like, yeah, I remember you ate her. Well, no, basically she's like, she's like, she didn't live an hour. And he's like, yeah, I kind of figured. And he's like, that's not my fault though. And she's like, yeah, it was because you should. And he's like, you, I didn't make you. Like, that's your fault that you lost control and you ate your little pet human or whatever, right? And she's like, mm, nope, it's totally on you. You came in and you upset me and you made me do it kind of a thing, right? So it's like, like I say, I'm sure internally Harry does actually have guilt and remorse and regret and all of that for that evening because if he hadn't shown up. But at the same time, I'm like, you do also have a very fair point that, you know, her her actions are not, you know. Yeah. Like, isn't that the big theme nowadays that, you know, people can't make you do anything. You choose how you react to your... Yeah. So it's like, he may have upset you. So yeah, he's like, it's not my fault if you lost control and ate her. Learn like, some, oh, but it is your fault. Yeah, Learn some breathing exercises, Bianca. Right. right. Calm down. Count to. Well, and she says some really interesting things after, like after this point. Now I get to return the favor. I'm not someone you can simply walk over, slap around whenever you have a need. Not anymore. Like mm-hmm. that's. Uh, yeah, and then well, so this is it, because, yeah, because she's like, I, I, I'm pretty sure she says somewhere in here, you know, she's like, that I kind of have you to thank, because you yeah, pushed my buttons, that, that yeah. it it drove me to rise higher, faster, like, she was just kind of cruising along as a mid-level vamp with, you know, with prestige and, and status in Chicago as this high madam with all the, you know, pretty girls and living comfortably, and obviously had lots of nice little things to snack on here and there, and people in high places to do favors for her, but yeah, that fueled her to be like, she was so pissed at him that she wanted more power directly to go after right. Dresden and take specific revenge on him, so she's like, yeah, well, fueled the ambition a little there. It sounds like she really sees him as an abuser in a way, like from her own mm-hmm. sort of twisted point of view. I mean, he, he had knocked her off of that high horse. Like she thought, he, well, and that's the thing. She like, had all the cards and he came in and just sort of took control. So upset about that encounter. And I get, but it's like, you know, she, she doesn't, she's either unwilling or unable to recognize that Harry didn't set out to do any of that. Like, he literally just wanted some information about a girl that he knew worked for her. He had no intention of seeing beneath Bianca's mask. He wasn't there to try and, like, I mean, again, we explained some of that in that book where she's like, you know, I didn't, like, I just showed up and she, you know, as far as she knew, I was the one that had been planning all this murder and had the... You know, so I mean, like, there's an ignorance on both levels, but it's like, once the thing is resolved, and he's like, yeah, no, look, I just want to solve this murder case and sells, and he, you know what I mean? Like, Bianca never seems to take that point to realize that he didn't specifically come and attack me and try to, you know what I mean? I don't like, think he, that he ever goes to her and tries no, no, to no. explain. No, like, well, no, but she, you know, once things wrap up and she sees how it plays out, Bianca could then, like, she might not have believed him at the time, but he goes away and never, like, he doesn't come back to bother Bianca anymore This is their second time that. ever speaking. This ever. is their second time ever, yeah. yeah. It's like once that murder case was solved and Cells was taken out as the person that killed, you'd think Bianca could have just been like, oh, fuck, he really wasn't out, uh, you know, she could have, but she still hangs on to all that and the fact that it happened, even though he didn't come to pick a fight with her at any point. He never wanted to do that and she's just determined to, that's where it is and that's where it's going to stand. I'm going to take you down. Well, he challenged her identity in, in a way. Because like, mm-hmm. she had this image of herself. Like, mm-hmm. And he came in and just... Yeah, well that's what I mean though. Totally like, well, she that can't up. remove true. herself from any point of realizing yeah. that that wasn't intended. You know, it's like, but you did it. So yeah. it's like, but I... She reminds me of Rudy in this way in that it's like a bit of a sore loser. Like a lot mm-hmm. of these people like Harry, Murphy, 
uh, Kelly, Kyle, like a lot of these monsters and good guys, they're used to getting their ass kicked and they get up and then go to work the next day. But like Bianca or Rudy, they're just not used to, it's like, I'm a cop. Like you can't take like, it personally. I don't fail or I'm a vampire. Like I can't like, you know, where it's like they both just have a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as they, you know, are disrespected or they fail or they're not, you know, the top of their game. It's like a fucking fuck you, Harry Dresden. Like you've made a mockery of me and I hate you for life, you know? Yeah, yeah no, It's like, you know, exactly. they just, they really cannot handle that disrespect at all and well again yeah i think that's sort of fair that separation between taking it personally and Mm -hmm. professionally where like you say right murphy doesn't think that that mugger stole that purse specifically to get a chance to take a swing at murphy she's like he's just a fucking mugger on any other you know whereas exactly rudy and bianca they're like you fucking purposely i don't know how but you must have masterminded the whole thing to get me there and that this specific thing was you know actually to be fair murphy kind of is that way in the first few books where she does think she thinks that everything harry does seems to be a personal attack against her and cops and things like that and it is as we go through the books where she gets a little bit more like all right all right all right there's a lot more going on than just me you know so i guess but but you get to watch her growth a little bit more whereas like yeah like bianca is just like i mean as we've seen you know i mean she built basically this entire empire on hate for harry dresden yeah (laughs) right like and again like she had a moderate one before and now she's like yeah climbing the ranks stormfront happens march 2000 full moon six months later october 2000 and then grave peril october 2001 like it 18 or so months is a fast goddamn growth Mm-hmm. Especially one, you know, you're in Chicago, which isn't, you know, little hick town it with no monsters, <laughs> you know, like, it, like, you know, Marcone has a whole fucking operation already set up here, you know, like, mm-hmm. other monsters have a whole goddamn thing going on here, you know, like, Bianca is admittedly she was already above a lot of them to begin with. Yeah, I was with. gonna say, it wasn't like she was went from the bottom, but again, she was but it's not like, but just fuel that next step. Still, yeah, like, it's still, like, 18 months is, like, yeah. a fast time to really, like, you know. To, to amass that much power that she did. Yeah, right? Yeah. And again, and, yeah, like we said, like, this is the second conversation she's ever had with Harry, ever. He hasn't been thinking about her in these last 18 months. He's been, he's yeah. dealing with the Shadow Man. He was dealing with the werewolves. As we know, he had all of those other, um... Kravos and whatever um, The Ghoul Goblin and the Welcome to the Jungle and the mm, Kravos right. case and whatever else has come up in this time, right? Like, Buddy's been doing other shit, not thinking about it. And this yeah. whole time, Bianca's been, like, Just throwing darts at his picture for months, and obsessing you know? over one conversation that happened right? about so, somebody yeah. else yeah a year and a half yeah. ago so, so yeah bianca's kind of nuts so she's a little bit nuts so yeah, yeah this is really she can't way let it go no but and harry just does, does it with fuck. style but she does it with style and it's like when she first starts talking to him too she's like she leans forward and he like glances down her flame dress and there's you know and he's like um she leaned forward, giving me a glance down the flame dress. She was naked beneath. I'm just reminded of that old joke. It's like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you like this outfit? I'm like, I'm not wearing anything underneath. You know, it's like, yeah, know, right? underneath my clothing, I'm completely naked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess the, you know, you're pointing out that apparently she wasn't wearing like a bra or something with this dress, you know, and there was no, but it's just so funny. I'm like, really? Underneath the dress she's wearing, she was naked? Thanks, Harry. That's, wow. <laughs> Under her flame dress was a flame bra and a flame panties. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you want? <laughs> and ruin that silhouette? No. Yeah, right? 
Um, so Dresden does call her on that. On that, she's like, "That's a lie." Yeah. Um, I didn't make you rope Mavra into working for you. I didn't make you order her to torture those poor ghosts. Stir up the never and ever, and bring Kravos's pet demon back across, and send a bunch of in- send after a bunch of innocents while you tried to get at me. Her smile. <laughs> I like this was an interesting part for me. Her smile widened. Is that what you think happened? Oh my, Mister Dresden, you have an unpleasant surprise awaiting you. Mm-hmm. It's like wait. What? No, that's what we figured out so far. Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, so those five <laughs> facts that we all just talked about didn't make sense, don't make sense. <laughs> Wait, we're still not there? Yeah. But Dresden said he had it all figured out. So he's getting pissed off. She's just toying with him and still like, oh, you think you figured it out? Nah, 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 nah. I'm not I think we've dragged this out long like, enough. Yeah, Let's he's get like, to his we just, Yeah, he's like, can we just get this over with? So she brings out, so they, they have these couple of, yeah, servants that come out with this big, heavy thing and plunk it down and we discover that it is the non-capital tombstone a marble tombstone a marble white marble fancy gold lettering pentacle and gold at its center Mm -hmm. very thoughtful oh yeah she knows him so well simple she gets his (laughs) taste right nothing like elaborate or gaudy just harry dresden he died doing the right thing here lies harry dresden yeah sorry yes here lies harry dresden above and then the little pentacle and then underneath he died doing the right thing and an envelope taped to it which doesn't seem to have any purpose other than presumably that's the info the deed the the deed to his plot yeah Yeah, exactly comes complete with your own plot at graceland little near to dear little inez yes who's inez so there do you want this one sure okay uh, Inez is a character we'll meet later on, um, but essentially she's like a famous ghost of Graceland. Uh, she's like a little girl that was buried there, and um, there's a carved there's like a marble statue, statue of her. her. Oh. But it's been reported that the statue disappears, and the little girl goes running around the graveyard at night. And so people have reported seeing a little girl running up and down the graves at Graceland, and oh. people say it's Inez. But but yeah, but the statue is missing from its display. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's a, it, like this is an so, actual real. So, yeah, no, it's a real. It's, so it's a I famous gravestone at cool. At Chicago, a real cemetery. Yeah. So I don't know if it matters. I don't know if you have to throw it. in that we meet her later or anything like that. Yeah, but we'll meet her later. Basically, yeah. Well, but that is, um, yeah. Inez, Inez Clark, I think. Is. I remember reading. Cause I remember looking it up the first time I read. I thought somewhere there was dispute over whether she was a real person or yeah, not. Yeah, there is dispute over it, yeah. But the statue, definitely. The statue and the plaque and, and whatever, like, that part yeah. is all real. That is part of the real Graceland Cemetery. That is part of, like, when it's people real go and story there. tour that, that cool. cemetery that is. Yeah, and I just find it cute where she says, your dear little Inez, because we haven't been introduced to her before. And, you know, so I'm like, I don't know why, if there's some other... Yeah. off-screen connection that, you know I'm like we haven't even seen Harry go to the cemetery except for like two chapters ago when he went to rescue she charity she doesn't say yours she just says near to dear little Inez. oh near to I thought she just thought said near to your dear little Inez oh okay maybe I just your own plot at Graceland near to dear little Inez oh okay 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 but anyways there is dates and names and everything all on the so yeah we okay. have to look up again on whether but yeah she was only she was a small child. She was buried with her brother, and I'm pretty sure she died from, like, influenza, pneumonia or something like that. I believe it was. Yeah, well, it says beneath the statue sick. there's a marker that identifies her as daughter of J.N. and M.C. Clark, born September 20th, 1873, died August 1st, 1880. So she wasn't quite seven. 
So, yeah, she didn't, like, right. another month, two months, she would have been, like, seven. So it was a little six-year-old. Which makes her perfect for ghost stories, because ch- children are creepy. Ch- yeah. Well, it's sad. It's always sad when a child dies. And then, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the extra creep factor of... So this is the lore behind... But Inez has a happy ghost story. She just runs up and down the graves having fun. Yeah, she just she's runs around like playing. killing anyone. Yeah, you know? she she's not luring other anyone. children into the graveyard, you know? Yeah. Hers is just a little girl playing in Graceland. Yeah, it's just sometimes mm-hmm. the statue is there and sometimes it's not. <laughs> I will throw in this, actually, though. I've seen YouTube videos of people just trying to find Inez's gravestone, and it's actually quite difficult to find. So I think part of the rumor of, like, people not being able to see her statue is people are just getting confused about which is her <laughs> I, plot and which is not. Like, wait, wasn't yeah, there a like, statue here the last time yeah. we came and then we got it's gone now? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of that. It's tried like to, a huge... I've tried, to, I've tried to Google Maps it and get to it, and, like, I found it, but it was a fuck ton of work. I, I wasted a lot of time, like, looking up, like, where's her plot and watching YouTube videos and, and scrolling through did, Google Maps. And, wow. and, like, you didn't then, like drop a pin and like post a thing where you're like here's where you can find you did a great disservice to the internet now other people still have to go through all that work Mm. (laughs) fuck (laughs) them yeah so we mentioned this before like when he went to the cemetery with um charity that this is like um a big famous thing and just because like just start digging up all the bodies and put new people down (laughs) but um it's got to be like you say a big thing that that it's a very well established and pretty full so for her to, to finagle a spot for Harry, how, you know what I mean? Like, Very like expensive. this is, yeah, this isn't like on the outside of town. This is like in the middle of this Chicago. Really There's like- no room to expand. So Bianca does remind Dresden she is bound by hospitality laws, but is still able to defend herself and then passively threatens that her guests can also defend themselves as well. Uh, she goes on that it's not only Dresden is going to die, but mm-hmm. the people he's with. Well, you're right. That's when she says she's like, I can defend. I can stand by while my friend, like my guests, defend themselves. And if it gets hectic, and if somebody, so again, right, like, you know, Th- Thomas isn't her target. But if he manages to get trampled in it with him, then oops, and his whore in the night in the hole. And so yeah. And she's pretty sure that he's going to die tonight. I'll have it delivered to Graceland, Mr. Dresden. They'll have a bed for you ready before sun rises. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's like, uh, we'll see. And I love this. She's like, we'll see. How's that for a comeback? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's it. So she's got his, his tomb all set up. They have their little back and forth. He goes back. Harry's like, or Michael's like, what's going on? He's like, mm, tell you in a second. Um, wants to pay attention because now Leah's going up. So Leah's given this this gift, uh, presented with a small black case. She opens it. Um, does it describe anything at all? No, no, no we no. get to see nothing about it. Just like, a, it's kind of like what Farabak said. She's like, oh, a princely gift. And because she is fairy and she, they cannot accept a gift without giving, a, you know, it all has to be balance of the scales. So she has to present something to Bianca as well. And lo and behold, it just so happens... That it's Amarakis. How fortunate was it for her to have just... I don't know what she was going to give her before, last night. <laughs> you know? Like, She's going to give him Dresden. <laughs> well, Malia wants Dresden. She's not going to hand him over to Bianca. But it was like, yeah, it was like, I don't know what else you had, but this was way better. And came just at the right time. So apparently, whatever she... And again, it has to be, like, equal balance. So whatever she got was something pretty important and spectacular and supernaturally powerful, yada, yada, whatever, because Amaraki, as we know, is a big deal. Well, and it sounded like she had plans... From from what she had said before, that when she picked up Amarakis, that that was her goal was to get that sword in a way. 
I mean, that was one of her goals. It, like, it, yeah, she, I was going to say contingency upon contingency upon contingency, but there was yeah. a lot of factors mm-hmm. that. But like, you w- know. was she influenced by Bianca to get the sword, or does this happen to be happenstance? Like, it se- it seems very planned out because I, of I, the next because of the suppose, next gift. Yeah, I suppose maybe there could have been a thing where she's like, "Hey, he's your godson. He hangs around at the night. If you can get your hands on the sword, that'd be swell." I suppose there could have been. Some of that. I mean, that's again, hard because Leah's so ambiguous and yeah, ambitious. And that's that's <laughs> yes. the whole thing, right? Like it could have been planned. It could not have been. I mean, I guess, like you say, so so she gets that. That's it for them. Could have been like simply that the whole thing could have just been by killing the girl and having Michael oh. slash Harry come to the rescue. Anyways, this again is just kind of like icing on the cake, where they're like, we can do it with the sword and get rid of the sword at the same time, which has a tie between Mavrin. So yeah, I could see it completely being happenstance, or I suppose there could have been some other threads further down the line that they were all along trying to transpire to get it there, but I don't know. So, so Mavra is called after her, so she's called next. Yeah, and so <laughs> Bianca just turns around and the sword she just got, she's like, here, this is my present to you. Just like, did y'all talk beforehand? It's like, what are you getting me? <laughs> like, oh, I'm totally gonna re-gift that, do you mind? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You give that to me. I'm gonna give it to her. We're I didn't all give anything for her. Yeah. yeah. So next, Lydia is brought out as well as the as the second part of his, or rather the original gift, I guess. Yeah. Or a second part or if it was planned. Whatever way this works. Yeah. So they realize that exactly if she uses this sword to kill her, then that's going to destroy the power of the sword because it's a holy weapon. Right. And, and Michael innocence. is just on this right away. As soon as he sees what's happening, he's like, oh, fuck, no. Yeah, like, I don't want to lose the play, sword. Play I, don't wanna, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, this lose, let this girl die. And and Thomas is like, whatever, dude. Like, it's one sword, it's one yeah. girl, like, against all of us. Like, you kick shit off. Yeah, and it's and, not just losing the sword. The, like, or it's not just the sword being lost from Michael. The sword will be lost for eternity. It'll lose all power. If it's yeah, like at this point, Michael's like, it can get it back and still, and maybe I'm not going to wield it anymore, Mm -hmm. but somebody, but yeah, they're talking about like destroying this, right? Like exactly. Which is when Harry has his whole come to Jesus moment (laughs) where he's like, it was on my fucking gravestone. He died doing the right thing. Yeah. So here it all is. You know what? Harry is going to have to throw the first punch. Yeah, like yeah. He said as much. He's like, the longer we're here, the longer, or the, the more, the, likely, the more likely we're going to throw the first punch, right? Yeah. They'll come up with a good reason to get us to do it. And this yeah. is the play that does it. Yeah. So but, and he has that flasher, because again, he's like, he doesn't want to throw himself into the wolves like that. And they're like, what are you going to do? And he's like, uh, you know, he's basically faltering and hesitating. And Michael's like, yeah, okay, no problem. I, like, I get you can't, but I have, right? And he goes to... You know, make that first step, and that's where he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, Susan's like, well, what are you going to do? And, uh, so yeah. he can no longer stand idle. Can no longer stand idle. Dresden so. pulls his sword cane out, the sword out from his cane. Is this where he, yeah. yeah. Michael stands next to him, and then Thomas decides to stand up with them on the other side. Harry, Susan asked, her shaking hand touched my shoulder, what are we going to do? Stay behind me, Susan. I clench my teeth. I guess I'm going to do the right thing, even if it kills me, I thought, and all of you too. This concludes our episode 8.15. Court is now in session. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing. 
And please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are Free Flow Ambling. Ponder by it at your own risk.